0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Hello, Kevin to listener. This is Omar, a.k.a. Homar. Yes, it is true. I am very good looking, but we're not here to talk about me and my
2: hotness. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five,
3: six. V.I.G. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, cause it's time to shine. The world-famous roll call, who's on down? Ever since I can
4: remember, I was popping my collar, popping, popping my collar. Pluto
3: is, has been, and always be the ninth
4: planet. Why would we make Pluto a planet again? We've already rectified
0: that mistake.
3: Mistake. Hasn't Pluto been through enough already?
0: Eris is bigger.
3: By 15 miles, by your logic, why don't we make everything a planet? Why don't we make that nativity Jesus a planet?
0: Why don't we make your forehead a planet? And now. There are two kinds of people in this world, <laughs> and you ain't one of
5: them. <laughs> Our feature presentation.
6: Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean It's Thursday morning, the 5th of September. Hey, kids. Morning. morning. Yellow. What's up? What, already?
7: <sighs> hmm.
1: I'm just, I'm trying to move on. Behind the scenes, Kevin and Ali are overhearing stories about the president. But you expect me to do a radio show without talking
7: about Sharpie Gate, And I just, I don't, I don't know how to do it. I don't know if it's a political story as much as it is like, uh, a florida story that we would normally tell yes or it's, even it's an a, animal story
1: it's a florida yeah it's a florida story or it's a story kevin you don't watch the news because you're a kid no are you familiar? Nor, with by the way
6: nor do i want to because i don't like politics at all but the, i'm but not as, familiar with this as no.
7: jensen says this is okay not really a political story you know right? how we do that people are dumb feature yeah yeah okay okay Allie, would you allow sharpie gate
4: sure but be sure to email bean when you say why do you always talk about political stuff because regardless that you're telling the story <laughs> mm-hmm. i will get the emails about how this show is only political since i joined and this show is
1: barely political
4: yeah we guess may, what we, we may mention politics once every three weeks you we know that doesn't matter though point. doesn't In real life. matter and the fact that you're saying it again doesn't matter but please proceed but it's Sharpie I Gate. I can't
1: wait for Sharpie Gate. Let's have it. Jensen, you want to tell her or should I?
7: Um, I'll, I'll chime in. I'll give the seasoning. Okay. You go ahead. So, uh,
1: obviously, the, the topic of Hurricane Dorian is very serious, and the president is right to be on top of it. He canceled his trip to Poland so that he could, uh, you know, golf, golf and keep an eye on the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he mistakenly, at one point last week, was talking about the potential targets for Hurricane Dory. Now, obviously, Florida was the most concerned and the state of Florida got very, very lucky that it never came on shore. It still hasn't come on shore. It's a slow moving hurricane yeah. that is now uh, in the Carolinas and still has not come on, uh, on shore. It's, still it's like, like almost stopping at times. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it's the craziest weather phenomenon we've ever seen. But at one point, he mistakenly in the list of states that needed to be prepared, mentioned Alabama. Now, Alabama well, there is way too far uh, inland to have been affected by this storm beyond perhaps some way outer band showers. That was it. So Alabama was in no danger. Right. So he said that, and because he's the president, people took that seriously because they figured he had access to the best information. Well, a few minutes after that, the National Weather Service put out a bulletin that said uh, Alabama is in no danger from the storm. That is not happening. Don't worry about it. Alabama, you're fine. Keep being Alabama. Right? Mm-hmm.
4: Being so, Alabama was the end of the
1: email. <laughs> That's what they said, <laughs> right? So an ABC uh, reporter reported on this, saying, "Oh, the president said Alabama, but clearly Alabama is not in the in the the path of the storm," according to the National Weather Service. What up? And then the president just lashed out at that reporter about how ABC News was fake news and she should be fired, and it was wrong and it was bad. And okay, like he does every time somebody you know points something out. Okay, so now we get to Gate. So yesterday in his office, he's talking about the update on the storm, and I don't know why the president is the guy giving updates on the storm. I feel like I feel like FEMA maybe. I feel like the National Weather Service. I feel Even like somebody-
7: Fritz Coleman would be more higher <laughs> on that. Take it easy. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I feel like he's not the guy who should be doing it. So he pulls out Kevin from behind his desk, a map of the southeastern United States. Okay, that from a couple of days ago that shows the potential path of the hurricane going up the East Coast, and it has. I don't know, a little balloon coming off the hurricane showing the area that may be affected by it or, God forbid, it goes inland, actually may have a hurricane. Okay. Somebody took a Sharpie and extended the range of where the hurricane might hit. Somebody. In, into mm. the state of Alabama. Wait. Somebody added a little Sharpie bubble around around the little bubble that was on the
7: actual map. To make Alabama like a, part of it, like a little tip.
1: But wasn't the bubble
6: on the map a complete like yeah. circle? Different and so they had and to then, add
7: to it another color, and then <laughs> a, a another black color. Sharpie circle on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> that Alabama would be would be part of it. And because... to someone's credit, someone asked why yes. is there a Sharpie? Why why is there a Sharpie penned section? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. he said, I don't know. He I don't said, know. I don't
4: know huh? three times. And <laughs> so. again, hey reporters. How about a follow-up? What do you mean you don't know? You were you received this. How was it changed by the time we came to do the story?
1: Yeah.
4: That's the follow-up. Mm. You let people get away with lies and they keep lying.
1: Yes. Correct. Congratulations. So let me tell you, I'm a really smart guy. Right. But the point is, Kevin, the president of the United States, or on the president's ins- instructions. Yeah. Mm-hmm added a, sh- a Sharpie to a map to make it look like Alabama at one time was in the path of the storm because he mistakenly said it four days ago and will not admit that he was wrong on that. Instead, is lashing oh, out so at so this is a backup for something he said. Yes. yes. Because you. he's the one who put Alabama in the path of the storm where it wasn't. So now he's saying, hey, without pointing it out, Look at all this proof I have that at one point, Alabama was in danger.
6: Today, I'm very proud of myself.
1: This happened
7: for real. Yeah, like if that was on Veep, you'd, you'd laugh. You'd go, no, it'd make it more realistic. <laughs> yeah, it'd yes. be good writing, but yeah. it would never happen. <laughs> Too far. Mm-hmm. How do you
1: think you can how do you think you can pull that off
6: though? I don't know, but I know you're gonna have a heart attack mm-hmm. and a stroke <laughs> at the same time. Right. Because you watch it so closely. You didn't have
1: to pay very close attention yesterday nope. for Sharpie Gate.
6: You I'm not didn't. saying Sharpie Gate only, but I'm saying mm-hmm. in the in the two years leading up to Sharpie Gate. Right. Every minute of your life is spent on this. And
4: I, I know this is shocking. Uh this afternoon there will be something else I know. for we'll... you to freak out about and no one will remember Sharpie Gate. But Wrong. why but how can people look at that
1: and go, "Keep doing what you're doing, thumbs up." I mean, Ali is- at krock.com. Ali at krock.com. No, this is a bean thing. If you got the answer, <laughs> I mean, that was worth it, right, Kevin? <laughs> I mean, Kirby Gate's pretty strong. <laughs> I Too mean, controls are in motion, <laughs> but
6: in, unfortunately, Ali's right in that this will be forgotten maybe by today. Mm-hmm. Oh, it will because there's something else.
1: Yeah, right. So I so just thought it that is
6: pretty spectacular.
1: One of the most amazing things that I've ever seen with my own eyes. That's all all right good You'll times
6: say. let's talk about today's kevin Beecher, shall we yes sir jesus i will do it <laughs> <laughs> dr drew's on the show today like we do on thursdays yeah we also do get up on this with jensen mm-hmm. we have Allie mckay dream interpreter mm-hmm. oh i need her yeah need too. her. both bean and jensen need help yeah, yeah. uh-oh so Allie's. i gotta tell you she's pretty spot on thank it's a, little, you, it's a kevin. little scary thank you kevin
1: mugs haven't you been having a recurring dream as well Oh, my God. Every That's every month. Throw them in the mix. Okay, throw them all in the right. mix. Alec, Allie, Allie, it's one-stop shopping. She'll mm. take care of all of us mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. We've got tickets for you wait. to see. Yeah. woo! We've got tickets to see Tool to give you today. Mm-hmm.
2: We have mm-hmm. R.J.
6: Bell because it's week one of his picks in the NFL. Yeah! Can't wait. Love, R.J. Excited about the season. And we have Steve Aoki. Wow. In studio talking about his new book, Blue, the Color of Noise. Which is an autobiography and odd that it's so it's what is it, hundred and ninety eight
7: pages? It's not long. <laughs> it's but shortest. it's also important to address that it's B-L-U-E. Yes.
4: It's <laughs> a great point. Johnson.
7: <laughs> uh we'll take a break and we'll
6: come back with what's happening next. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock.
4: Hey, uh, Allie. Hey. What's happening on this Thursday morning? I remember when we talked about Kevin Hart getting into that accident and Wow, it just seemed weird. Like, why do you have someone come pick you up from an accident?
6: We had a lot of questions. A lot of questions.
4: Uh, Now we have even more questions. Uh Uh-oh. Because TMZ spoke to the witness that was first on scene and called 911. Mm -hmm. And he told them that um, he thought Kevin was driving because he saw Kevin's security guard remove him through the driver's side window. Uh Uh-oh. And then he walked up to the roadside. The caller says when Kevin got up to the road, he looked right at him, looked at the security guard and then said, who the F is this? He and then he and Kevin then left in an escalade, took Mm. off. Lies, lies and more lies and lies on top of lies. CHP says when they arrived on the scene, Jared was in the driver's seat.
6: But stuck there, was he not? That's what we heard, is that he was stuck in the driver's seat, meaning how could they have switched or whatever?
4: Don't know. I don't know. Hmm. TMZ has obtained the 911 call made from Kevin's home at 2.13 a.m. An unknown female caller says Kevin was in really bad shape. She said he's been in an accident, needs someone to come get him, and he's not coherent at all.
1: Wasn't this like two hours after the accident?
4: She said he can't move and had injured something on his back. She also said the accident happened 20 minutes ago. Hmm. Weird, because the accident happened at twelve forty-five AM.
6: Okay. That's f- you lying. <laughs> and you say what? 203?
4: 213. 213. A.m. This is
1: getting weirder, you guys.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still a little tipsy, but the world can kiss my ass. It's uh, it's not looking great, you guys, uh, for Uh, truth first of all Um, (laughs) but here's an interesting thing Kevin Hart was supposed to appear on the premiere episode of Kelly Clarkson's new talk show The Kelly Clarkson Show which premieres on Monday September 9th he he can't make it Mm -hmm. Um, he's stuck in a car well no he just had uh, surgery on his back Um, so who steps in J- Jared,
7: the other the guy he switched spots with? No, no, oh. I think
4: he's still in the hospital. He's still too. in the car. No. Good that you knew his name was Jared though. Well,
7: I remembered cuz I was like, Jared's a tough name these days. <laughs> right. It really is.
4: Yeah. Here's who's stepping in. Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson. Hey. Who by the way, um, returning from his honeymoon. Oh. To replace Kevin Hart on the show. Here's what he tweeted. When my son Kevin Hart goes down <laughs> with an injury, his big daddy steps in. I did leave my honeymoon, honeymoon early. Lauren approves because she loves Kelly. Lauren, his new wife. Mm-hmm. And said, and now me and Kelly are new best friends. Which oh. I feel like if anything good came out of this, The Rock and Kelly Clarkson now are best friends. Oh, and okay. I think they can do anything together.
7: <laughs> uh, the Rock's a better booking.
4: I oh, 100%. Agree. So- do you think Kelly Clarkson was like, "Oh no, we don't have Kevin Hart"? And then the producers like, "Don't worry, we got the Rock." And she's like, "Wait, we could have had the Rock <laughs> anyway." That's unbelievable. So yeah, just a uh, little update to the That's a uh,
6: confusing little story. Kevin yes, we have Hart. not heard the end of this for oh, sure. No.
4: Uh, let's talk about some birthdays, you guys. Rose McGowan, Michael Keaton. By the way, someone in this room was very mad at her alarm. I'm the only she in this room, so it's me. (laughs) The other morning when I was in the middle of a dream where I was sitting next to Michael Keaton on a plane. Mm -hmm. We were talking about where we were going. He didn't know a lot of people there. Oh, maybe we could meet up for dinner, something like that. And I was like, that sounds amazing. So you're hitting it off. Oh, hitting it off. Best conversation. And then beep, beep. Yeah, that was for sure gonna happen in my dream okay. because that's how I feel about Michael Keaton. Top right, yeah. five list of men, I love him so much. Mm-hmm. My goddamn alarm went off. Oh, and that I've, beeping! I really, I thought I I could murder an alarm. I can murder <laughs> it. It's plastic, so it's like
1: walking out of a movie right when it gets to the most exciting part.
4: Oh, exactly. But I can't go back into that movie. Right,
7: true. Which sucks. I uh, I can dream interpret that one.
4: Oh, let's hear it. You're horny. Oh, thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can well you done. That is it. And drummer for Rage Against the Machine, audio slave, and currently prophets of rage, Brad Wilk. Happy birthday. And that's what's happening.
1: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Makes me sad, but I almost never remember my dreams. I don't either. Huh. Almost Never. But I did have one the other night, Allie, and it was very strange to me, Mm. and I remembered that we have on the program an actual expert, Allie McKay, Dream Interpreter.
4: Pickle? Why can't my boobs get bigger? Alley Dream Interpreter Woo! Don't pull out! Alley Dream Interpreter uh, Smell it! Alley Dream Interpreter Come on now,
6: Alley! Suck it! We should take out some of those drops that don't fit because a lot makes, of them yeah, yeah I mean, don't really fit. Let's go ahead and change it's that. Weird, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin, for <laughs> no understanding.
4: Worries. Absolutely, it's awesome. Um, I'm happy to help. All I have to do is just mention it, and right. you're going to take care of sure, it. I'm of sure course. it'll be
7: gone the next time.
4: Cool. <laughs>
1: that's hurtful, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's uh, so frustrating for me and for for anybody who has dreams is why does there have to be so much GD symbolism in dreams? Why can't it just be what it is? Why? Why is? Why does something? a stand in it? for something else? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just trying to figure out why dreams work that way. You okay. know, like when when somebody's falling, falling, falling. You'll often hear, "Oh, you feel like your life is out of control. Why can't your life just be out of control in the dream? You know what I mean? This giant billboard that says your life is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Allie, I woke up and I actually remembered this one, and it's very bizarre to me, but apparently. I was Agent Mulder for the last season
7: <laughs> of the X Files. Wow. <laughs>
6: okay.
4: Okay.
1: So the X Files came back. And if was Agent Mulder for that whole series. Mm-hmm. Right. right. For that. <laughs> hi, for the highly acclaimed, yep. uh, you know, reboot. <laughs> uh, so I. I for whatever reason, David McCovey didn't get the job or didn't want the job or something like that. So I apparently auditioned and I got the job. So the whole last season of the X-Files, I was Agent Mulder. Okay. Okay. All right. And then it gets weird. Uh So uh So, um, Fox, was it Fox? Was it I'm Fox? So Fox decides they're going to do another new season and they call me up and they go, okay, you're still, you're still Agent Mulder. You still have the job, but you need to audition it's a formality, but you need to audition because we're, uh, we're we have to see other people also to play Agent Mulder. Okay, maybe so there's a better one out there. Don't worry about it. It's yours, but oh. we have to go through the process. And I was so mad at that. I'm like, I'm Fox Mulder, okay? <laughs> you, you really took that on in one season. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. I'm Fox Mulder. No, no, nobody else can come in here and take my job away from me. Screw it. I don't want to be on the next series of the X-Files. So I refused to audition, and they ended up getting somebody else to play Agent Mulder. So, Allie. Please interpret that dream for me, would you?
4: It's so simple, Bean. Wow. First of all, uh, what was The X-Files about?
1: Well, it was about the search for the
4: truth. Uh-huh. The mm-hmm. unknown, really, yeah, sure. is
1: what it was. Aliens, a lot.
4: A lot. But the the over, like, the whole theme was the unknown. They're tr- right. The truth is out there. That's right. What are you in search of very soon? Um, A job? A new job. You're Uh nervous about the future. It's all the great unknown. So you get this gig. You're kicking ass at it. And then they want you to audition for another one. That gig that you got has been radio your whole life. Right. Now you're going to move to England. And they have the audacity to have you sit in there. And, oh, I have to actually audition for this? Give me a break. I've done it for 30 years. Or... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Wait, I thought that was perfect. I, or, was it. I, was, uh, I was buying it.
4: Or, like most men and women, you just want to bone Jillian.
6: I mean, Which that's true, it. too. Is mm-hmm. that
4: probably it? That's probably both. The end? Um,
1: Well, that's definitely true uh, when I'm awake, so I don't know. I don't know why it wouldn't be when I'm asleep.
4: But I think mostly the job part. Okay. All Mm -hmm. right. You're just you're nervous and it's it's seeping into your dreams, which makes perfect sense.
1: I just again, I don't know why the X-Files were involved. (laughs) I don't know. Because
6: it's
4: the unknown. You're stepping into a a part of your life that you have no control over, right? i tell you,
1: Allie's really good at this. She's really good at this. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Okay.
4: Allie dreaming.
1: Real quick, let's hit uh, Jensen's before we have to take a break, and then we're going to give you some tool tickets. Uh, Okay.
7: So I – this is not as detailed. Okay. And this is not a bit. 95% of my dreams take place in a casino or shopping mall. Almost – and not – it doesn't always have to just take place in just those spots, Mm -hmm. but I always end up at some point in a casino or shopping mall, and I am rushing Mm – to get something done or find someone within these uh, two uh, commerce centers.
4: Simple. <laughs> <laughs> Amal, she can't be stumped, you guys. A mall represents choices tons of different stores around you're not going to one specific store that's Mm -hmm. not in a mall because you need all of those choices you want to be able to make the decision once you're there but you want to see everything around you so you know you're making the right decision you are struggling right now with a bunch of things happening Mm -hmm. and you have to figure out which choice you want to make the casino. Well, that represents risk, Jensen. And you are afraid that you are doing something and you're going to make the wrong decision. Oh, do I risk it? Because you don't know the outcome of that decision. So you're like, oh, do I play my whole hand here or do I do this? So guess what? Hmm. You also love orange julius. I do.
7: I do love orange julius. Yeah. I okay. both are right. Yeah, that is a lot the of a lot of that spoke to me, but nothing as much as the orange julius card. <laughs> Thank part. you. You're
4: welcome you guys. You do
7: a good I job with that. Yeah. dream
4: Interpreter. Woo!
7: Nailed
5: it. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock.
1: Hey, you guys! Uh, it's Tool time. Uh? <laughs> Giving away some tickets to see Tool at Staples Center on the 20th or 21st of October. The game is called Name That Tool. <laughs> Allie, didn't we already play this game where people identified chainsaws and weed whackers? We did. Yeah, we
4: would play a clip and you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's a vibrator. And then you would uh, go in the drawing to win tickets. This is a little different. I am going to describe a person that most likely you think is a tool yeah. and what's a tool <laughs> like a, a bag maybe somebody with a big ego that shouldn't have one um someone that just kind of treats people like Ugh. all right you know you know what a tool sure, is you course, see a sure. guy and you're like what a tool a actually. genuine pos a genuine Correct. pos yeah absolutely so i'm going to describe them wait until it's all done because some will have audio clues and some might throw you off so don't just interrupt and say the name because you're going to be wrong.
6: All right. And I want to mm-hmm. help you. Let's start with Chris in West Hills. Good morning, Chris. Good morning.
4: Hey, Chris. I'm going to ask you the name of this tool. He's an Emmy award-winning actor from a show made up of tools, but his character Ari Gold on Entourage was perhaps the king of all tools. He said to eat fish two times a day for the past 20 years. He dropped out of the Broadway show Speed the Plow due to mercury poisoning. <laughs> But producers claim he just wanted out and breached his contract, but that's a lot of fish. Who is this tool? Would that be Jeremy Piven? It would be Chris made that tool. You are in the drawing. Nicely Good done.
6: job. He's very tooly.
4: He's a super tool. Straight
6: up tool. Yeah. All right, is it Yvonne in La Puente?
4: Yes. Hey, Vaughn. All right, I'm going to ask you to name this tool that we first got to know on TV back when he starred in the Hills. He's since tried to shed his tool persona. He married his former and current Hills co-star. He shares videos of hummingbirds and sells crystals now. But I mostly remember him of how he explained that you can't pick your family.
6: We're not friends. We're brother and sister. We're not going to be friends. Okay. We're brother and sister. That's it. At the end of the day, I can't change. I can't make you un-my sister. You can't call the <laughs> brother-sister line and say, hey, I don't want 70 to be my sister anymore. I can't do that. The phone doesn't work. I tried.
4: <laughs> he tried, you guys. He did try. <laughs> uh, Yvonne, who is that tool? I don't know his oh. name. Oh! You know what? We should reward these people uh, for not did, knowing his you're name. So right. yeah. You're so right. But you can picture that face, which may be more <laughs> annoying than not winning. And I'm sorry, Yvonne. That tool is Spencer Pratt. hmm
7: All right. Thank you for the call. He now sells crystals is enough to call anyone, right? Yeah. I could
4: end all of these with, he now sells crystals. Our next (laughs) contestant
7: is Tanya in Calabasas. Good morning,
4: Tanya. Good morning. Hey, Tanya. This tool made millions off of Girls Gone Wild, mostly chicks flashing the camera, kissing other girls, which in the late 90s and early 2000s seemed real risque. But according to his Wikipedia page, she's done a lot to earn him the title of tool. At various times, he's been convicted of tax evasion, bribery, false imprisonment, assault, causing great bodily injury, dissuading a witness and record keeping violations and has pled no contest to child abuse and prostitution. What? Who (laughs) is this tool? I 110% have no clue. Mm. Oh! 110%? The founder of Girls Gone Wild. That is Joe Francis. Mm. Name that tool.
7: And a true tool.
4: Is yeah. he um
7: still in jail, by the way? Yeah, I don't know.
6: Okay. <laughs> we all hope so. All right, let's go to Jay in Long Beach. Good morning, Jay.
4: What's up, man? Jay, how have you been doing on hold? Oh, uh, you know,
6: going
2: 405, 22... The streets back to the 405. Okay. That warming I didn't, I was, I was really just weird. asking
4: how you <laughs> were doing uh, with the contest. Well done, on sounds hold, like some but I, traffic, uh, I appreciate <laughs> the Californian sketch that you just did for us. <laughs> all right, Jay.
2: About 50%. Okay. okay,
4: perfect. This tool is all about Jim Tan Laundry appearing on all six seasons of MTV's hit Jersey Shore. In January, he had to surrender to the Otisville Federal Correctional Institution and began an eight-month sentence for tax evasion. What a meatball. But he's nothing if not a romantic. Just listen to him describing a girl he was dating.
3: Paula is a natural 8.2. Like, she's got a pretty face. She looks good naked. All she needs is a little fixing up. She always just put a bag over her head. 8.2.
6: 8.2. Just needs a little fix-it-up. Sure. It's like yeah. a bag over her head. Who is
4: this tool?
7: <laughs> is that the situation? It yes. is the situation.
4: that tool. Jay she sounded
7: is. disappointed he knew. It's uh, <laughs> situation. all people
4: should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the real winners are the ones that actually aren't on hold anymore.
7: <laughs> I think we only have time for one more, Allie.
6: All right, let's go to Richard and Montebello. Good morning, Richard. Morning, gentlemen and ladies.
4: Hey, Richard. So this... Uh, This tool replaced Larry King on CNN before being canned and moving back across the pond to do breakfast television. His name trends on Twitter multiple times a year, usually for something toolish that he said or did. But part of me believes he's just the king of trolling. Oh, and he was also in charge at the Daily Mirror during the period where the paper was implicated in a huge phone hacking scandal. Who is this tool
6: That'd be Piers Morgan?
4: It is. Name that tool. Nice. Very impressive, Richard. And
1: Jay as well. Also, Chris, you guys all named that tool, and all are in the running to win tickets to go see the band tool. They're playing Staples Center on either the 20th or the 21st. We'll find out who the winner is right now. The winner is Richard. Richard.
6: Congrats, Richard. You got the tickets. Yeah. And thanks for playing the game. Name that tool. Tool.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thursdays mean at this time Jensen Carp steps up to the mic. It's time for get up on this.
6: Get up. Get on up. On
7: Uh, This week, I'm excited to get you up on a new and exciting TV show. It debuts tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Okay, that's how fresh we are. All right. This is before it's even been shown to the public. Because as you know, we've talked about it even today. There was too much television. Too much TV. Too much. And I see it as my job to curate and pick out the programs that I think you need to focus on. Okay. And this one is too entertaining to ignore. Okay? On Showtime, Mm -hmm. the channel, I'm happy to get you up on... Couples Therapy.
8: Yes! Yes!
7: Okay. It is so great. I told you! It is (laughs) tremendous. Uh, The docu-series is exactly as it's advertised in the name. You watch a handful of couples undergo couples therapy with professional therapist Dr. Orna Girlnick. Uh, who's been practicing for 25 years in New York Sounds City. Sounds sexy. You assume it's an unfortunate name. The funny part about Dr. Orna is that she's kind of, she's foreign, and she's kind of, no, um, she's pretty, actually. She's kind of nondescript in a way. Uh, and then every once in a while, she'll turn her arm, and you see, like, kind of a serious tattoo, and you're like, oh, Dr. Orna's <laughs> been through some mess. Uh, listen, you're a fly on the wall for four different couples. They all are varying in years married, ethnicity, problems, and much more. And they were filmed over a 20-week period. Okay, so four couples, 20 weeks. Outside of a few establishing shots and transitions of the couples getting into a car or a few quick glimpses into their home life as muted uh, B-roll, all we see is their interaction in waiting rooms and in the actual office. Okay, it's all shot rather cinematically. It resembles more of The Hills than, say, Taxi Cab Confessions. And it is fascinating. It sounds like you would feel bad for watching. Um, like, it's so
1: invasive and so personal.
7: There are definitely times of that. Uh, there's Evelyn and Alan. That's a couple dealing with trust issues as Alan seems to hide his interactions and hangouts from his wife uh, and calling them innocent, even though he just, like, hangs out with women at bars. Okay, it's odd. There's the incredibly complex Annie and Mao, where a lot of talk about sexual compatibility comes up. That may uh, show a light, uh, shine a light into much deeper problems. There's Aluren and Sarah. That's a queer and trans couple dealing with conflicting schedules about when they want to have a child. And then there's Deshawn and Elaine, who bicker, and uh, they have a ton of spite built up from over the years, and that now, that's now bubbling into something much larger. So let's listen to a quick clip of what you'll hear from the show. This is Deshawn and Elaine in just a normal couples therapy session, because that's what this show is.
0: We, we no longer speak the same language. He misunderstands me, and I totally misunderstand
4: him.
9: Which, in what way? He'll placate me most of the time just so that he doesn't have to engage in a conversation because he thinks I'm going to yell or scream or whatever. I think you're going to yell and scream? I'm an intense individual and that's the way I speak.
7: Okay. But it Um, usually ends up with you yelling and screaming.
2: Maybe we should get into a couple of examples.
7: Uh, Maybe not right now. Uh, Uh, And and I think we've all necessarily been at that argument. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone at one point in their life has had that. Uh, And you'll feel that in these episodes. Uh, Now, in addition to the couples therapy sessions, now this we all have to... Everyone focus. Okay. Mm -hmm. In addition to the couples therapies... Yes. You also follow the therapist to her own sessions. Because legally... Therapists have to go to therapy. That's something oh, I didn't know in that. the practice. Okay. right? So you go, like the Sopranos, remember how we used to right. go with sure. Tony Soprano's therapist? You go and listen to her own insecurities with her job and her personal opinions of the couples that we've been seeing professionally wow. with her. Fascinating. Uh, that doesn't. And then we fool. find out how,
1: how crazy the therapists
7: <laughs> are. <laughs> uh, that would be terrifying to hear my own therapist therapy. I would never want that. Uh, now, I used to listen to a similar podcast called Where Should We Begin? That was with a, th- uh, a therapist named Esther Peril. And that's also very good. But it was only one session with each couple, no follow-ups, and you never learn anything more about them, just the one hour.
6: This part with the therapist sounds like the most
7: interesting part to me. Listen, it all works. (laughs) It all works. Being able to see 20 weeks with these couples is wild. 20 weeks with them is nuts because you see really different stages of their arguments, of their relationship. Nothing feels staged. Uh, the participants uh, really don't seem to change at all for the cameras. And it's the real first look ever into long-term therapy, and, which I'm a huge fan of. And I think all of us on the show are fans of. It's made by the team behind the incredible documentary, which is also kind of a get-up-on called... Uh, I'm going to try to say this without any a possibility of you pulling it as a drop. But the documentary <laughs> Wiener, uh, which is about Anthony <laughs> Wiener. And that's also very good. Uh, and it also has the same tension and analysis as this documentary. Who would want their therapy taped? That's a good question. No one. Producers say a thousand couples apply. A thousand. They said that they were inspired by the possibility that sharing their stories publicly could be helpful to other people who are having similar struggles. Or they wanted to be on TV. That's also possible. Mm -hmm. No offense to our pal Dr. Drew, but this is nothing like VH1 couples therapy, which is, you know, involving sort of the circuit of reality stars. This is very genuine, right? It's slow at times because that's what therapy is, but you have to commit to it, okay? This is a clip of a 25-year married couple that's having their issues in bed. Here is the husband, who I believe is most likely a psychopath, uh, who says He doesn't know what he's doing wrong. And here's Dr. Orna uh, after asking for clarification. Here you you go. don't know what you're doing wrong?
6: Yes. Like it, So imagine that I want her to do something differently, mm-hmm. right? I could get her to do whatever I want. That's
3: not what I want. What I
7: Okay. I, I also want to um, understand that uh, she's next to him. <laughs> okay. So he's saying <laughs> yeah, that well, right okay. next
3: to her. What I want is for her to do whatever I want without me
6: having to make it happen just, you know I want to get a glass of water before I ask, and it's there waiting.
4: Wow. He is a
7: nightmare. Wow. I mean, layers and layers of nightmare. There are nine episodes that will be shown of this series, a new one debuting every Friday night at 10 p.m. on Showtime. You can obviously stream it from their app as well or online, whatever, if you're a subscriber, you know these things. So watch Real Couples Therapy be a, a, a kind of a fly on the wall for people in their therapy sessions and your therapist's therapy sessions. How much do I need to sell this to you? It's this week's Get Up On This. Get
6: up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up on this. Get up, get on up, all this. Get up get on up,
5: all this. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We
6: talked to Bobby Hundred yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's nice a mm-hmm. really great guy, and he was telling us all about starting his business, and he wrote a book about it. This is not a t-shirt, and it's basically about how many ways it failed. Yes. I mean, he He was, at first, he took off like a crazy person, and then all of a sudden, everything that he did just turned to nonsense, and it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk to people, because I'm fascinated by people who even have the guts to start a business. That's impressive. Well, the percentage of businesses that fail is Uh, astronomical. And you know that before you start a business. Right. So that's a very cool thing for me. So we would like to talk to people on the phones, 1-800-520-1067. You tried to start a business, and it failed. I mean, the the more it failed, the better, because that's funny. Right, do we you, all agree yes. on that. Yeah, yes. Not, yes. not for the person who lost their no, no, house no. because no. they put all their money in it. Well, you have to be over it before you call us. <laughs> don't,
4: this isn't therapy.
6: <laughs> don't be like <laughs> sobbing on the phone. We don't need that. You need Get, to be. You're over not it. still in bankruptcy right, court, exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly.
1: So you started a business and it failed. Now, what's the intent of this? Is to find out what went wrong? Like what?
7: Uh, what do you, what did you so. learn
1: from it? I think so.
7: Yeah, like the risk that people take, and sometimes it doesn't always work out. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about it now,
4: things are okay. And if you wanted to start a really stupid business, mm-hmm. that's what I want to hear. Like, obviously, it was a failed. terrible idea. What a horrible uh, well, idea. That's,
7: that's kind of what I had uh, in college. Uh, well, number one, Hawk Carl was kind of a failed business. Uh, but <laughs> when in college, I had this idea that I still thinks pretty good, but I had every friend be like, that's so dumb. That's so dumb. Okay, you ready?
4: Mm-hmm.
7: <clears throat> shower posters. So these are like (laughs) posters like you know, right? Uh But they're laminated (laughs) and they have suction cups on the back of them and in your shower you could put up a poster. Why would you want that? Well, I think kids might want to see like Spongebob or, you know, like, or adults might want to see like a Baywatch picture. (laughs) Farrah Fawcett poster. Right. (laughs) Uh, And so I thought maybe you would want posters in the shower. (laughs) Right. That is,
1: honestly, the worst idea I've ever heard of. It's not great.
7: Of. It's not great. It really is. And the sad part is, I still think it's good. No, no, like, really it. terrible.
1: There is no market for that.
7: Well, I thought, like, a Spencer's Gifts. That's the perfect story. Or like, yeah, what a terrible Oz. idea Absolutely. that is. You don't think that thing would sell at Oz? No. 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 no.
4: I mean, a terrible idea. Maybe, like, <laughs> for kids, like, having a Dora in there during bath time. That's what I mean, yeah. Okay. But still, no. That's my idea. You just said it's okay.
7: <laughs> uh, no. But she picked a poster
1: and, a, and an age and
6: everything yeah, else. That's okay, a very so,
4: very limited audience right there. So
1: so you're saying <laughs> you started a business and it failed, or you had an idea for a business and you didn't go forward? Is that what we're
6: yeah, saying? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I would have put a lot I've of resources one. into that. The worse the idea, the better. Like we said. Yes, Allie, mm-hmm. you have one.
4: I had um, an idea that I came up with on the air. Okay. With Dr. Drew, during a segment, we were talking. Thank you. Uh, we were talking about how he had prostate cancer, mm-hmm. and one of the side effects um, is when you have prostate cancer, you can no longer.
6: <laughs> People can't see your motion. Just,
1: just let her let her explain it.
4: <laughs> can I say the e word?
1: Hiya, folks.
4: You can no longer ejaculate. You can say that. You been, right. You that's, been okay. that's You've been approved. That's medically correct. So yes. okay. I came up with this on the air because I was like, "Oh my god! Honestly, Drew, that's that sounds like a dream. Like that's a no benefit. cleanup, right. no yeah. anything. That's wonderful. Why don't we come up with a dating service for women that want to date men that had prostate cancer, and we'll call it Prostates. Genius. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs> See, that's I thought genius. it was wonderful. Oh, oh I, like I get it.
7: it. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Rose is good. I'm yours is bad. Notes. <laughs> taking notes.
4: <laughs> Prostates. Right, I'm I, just saying.
6: I came up with an idea that I've said many times on the air, yeah. and I've just never thought. I think there's one fatal flaw in it, and mm. that's the Car Chase channel. Not uh, a bad idea. So you know yeah. how you do uh, Locked Up Abroad, where they mm-hmm. interview people who they're the actual people who were trying to smuggle drugs, then yeah. they went into prison? Sure. Yeah. You do that with car chases, but after it's all done and they're out of jail or whatever and they talk you through it. Like, now, what's the what fatal the flaw? Mindset? Because I
1: still think they should
6: have it. I this think the good. fatal flaw is a lot of times drugs are involved and they probably don't know a lot. You know what I mean? Well, like eventually don't have people don't you know, come crystal down. Clear, no, but I'm saying during it, if they didn't really, I don't know. I but then they this can
7: watch a, it and be like, oh, man, look at that turn. I remember that. I think that, that turn. would be fascinating. Well, that's yeah. a good idea. They could too. do the
4: play by play. Like, what were you yes, thinking? Yes, what here? were you thinking
7: here? Now, again, yeah. if they were on
6: drugs, maybe they don't remember what they were thinking
4: and, now. even them saying that, yeah. and I'd watch.
7: hear me out. We see them in jail also before they get out. We get to talk to them then. And then we cut to them in the shower, and there's a shower poster (laughs) just in the background. In jail? That's a great idea. There's a shower
4: poster. I
1: don't want to see that poster in jail. (laughs) Nope. All right. 1-800-520-1067. Let's start with, uh, let's go to Brian. He's on line two. He's in Pasadena. We're talking about you started a business, and it didn't work out. And by the way, let me just say this, because this is not a downer segment. No. That business didn't work out. That doesn't mean you don't have other great ideas that will work out. Bobby, hundreds failed a bunch of times before we created this incredibly huge streetwear line. So this doesn't mean it's the end of the road for you, Brian, just that your first idea didn't work out. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey. So what'd you do?
2: So yeah, me and my friend decided to uh, buy a food truck and uh, start a funnel cake business. Love it. And uh, yeah, you know, and we put the money in, got it the truck, and you know, we did it with the idea like, oh, let's go to car shows and you know, wherever, like, bears or whatnot. And got in a couple car shows, and what we realized is, like, hmm, it's kind of expensive to get into these shows. Looks like we're going to have to make at least, you know, 500 funnel cakes just to break out even. Ooh, wow. That's a lot and, of funnel. Yeah, you that's know, a lot of funnel. So we weren't doing our mess really.
7: Well, I mean, you could um, sell a
6: funnel cake for forty
7: nine (laughs) ninety (laughs) nine. Then you only got to sell like a hundred. Did did you ever
1: did you ever try to just drive up and down the streets of the neighborhood like an ice cream truck and sell funnel cakes that way? Well, it was
2: kind of like a trailer, so it was kind of hard to find
1: parking like that.
6: Oh, I see. Okay, this whole idea was terrible.
1: Yeah. And my
4: trailer. It was my van.
1: (laughs) Do you know, how, how long did you keep the business running before you shuttered it? Probably about six months, if that. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. but an expensive six months.
4: Case. That's a bummer, Brian, because when you think about funnel cakes, there's only really, like, one place to get it at a yeah. fair. Yeah, at the fair, yeah. And I want a funnel cake right now, and if there was a funnel cake food truck where I knew where it was going to be, I'd go and get a funnel cake, I'm going to say a
6: decent idea that maybe you could make work if you changed up the finances. Well,
4: yeah, it. it's about
7: quantity, how much yeah. you could get rid of. Try it again, Brian. Well, yes. That's what we're saying. Yeah, Try it again. Use yeah. your money. Use your Put money. Your money
2: we're right into doing <laughs> any end, But use your money. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Once we did it, then, you know, a few years later, now that's like the biggest thing happening around. You see food trucks everywhere.
1: Yeah. Now you right. just keep on the
2: corner like selling anything. Right. You time know, get right, to get Look, back into it. Look, we're telling you
1: it's that. a great idea. Get back into it, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank Stop you for the call, sir. 1-800-520-1067. Your business failed. We want to hear about it. Coming up next time, k Right. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, we're talking about businesses that didn't work out. You know, I don't know the exact quote, but remember, people used to ask Thomas Edison why he kept trying to make that light bulb. And he's like, look, I have not failed yet. I have just found 10,000 ways to do it that don't work. Is that true? Let's check with Ruben. (laughs) <laughs> Reuben Ruben was Thomas Edison's <laughs> assistant at the time, so just because this business failed doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean something else might not work. By the for you. way,
6: it also doesn't mean that the idea you came up with couldn't work if you tweaked it. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, a lot of it has to do with timing and and uh, and other factors outside of your control. Like for instance, JT and in Pomona, he had a business. It didn't work out. Let's find out why. Hey, JT, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show, my friend. How are you? Hey, what's up, party people? Hi, Allie. Hey. So what uh, what was the deal?
5: Well, I decided to start a business where I would design T-shirts, usually for the nerd culture, but with a little uh, more suggestive humor to it, Mm -hmm. so, um, and uh, it it started slow, but it was going pretty good. You'd hit the convention circuits, and people would buy shirts here and there, Uh, and then unfortunately, uh, my car broke down, so I had to get a new one. The new car had manual locks. And I was used to automatic locks. Mm. So after going to a friend's house one night uh, and I had to grab something out of the back seat, I forgot to lock the back passenger seat. And then when I got home uh, that night, by the morning time, somebody got in my car through that back passenger seat and just took all my merchandise uh, that I had in the trunk. Mm. Mm. How many How many T-shirts did they get? Uh, about a hundred, maybe a little over. Yeah. I mean, that, so, that hurts. Unfortunately, I hadn't finished paying off the uh, manufacturing debt I got in, so oh, I'm still trying to get that paid off. So, uh, I mean, the dream's still alive. It's just kind of a setback. So I just got to pay off the debts and then make
1: some I'll work. tell you, something like something like a t-shirt business, too, you're at the mercy of so much competition online, too. You know, with Redbubble and Cafe Press and all these other places that sell t-shirts. There's so much out there. He's bummed a, already, Bean. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, that's a tough business to go into.
7: <laughs> but, know. uh, we appreciate the call. you want to remind him of his debt?
1: <laughs> and seriously, lock your goddamn car.
4: <laughs> your Let's parents him... still alive? Can we? <laughs> what's
7: up? Hear about hey, what... feline AIDS?
1: It's crazy. Cats are dying.
7: <laughs> what's what's that
1: lump in your testicle? Let's go to Matt in Lomita. He's on line five, up next to the Kevin Beach Show. We haven't even gotten into opening a restaurant, oh, by the way, which I think true. has the highest failure rate of any business mm-hmm. you can open in California. Hey, Matt. Matt, what happened? Hey. Oh, well, I bought an
2: existing business. I had some money, and so I decided I'd buy an existing business. Got my wife all into it. She thought, yeah, we could do it. Opened up everything else and immediately found out that uh, I was selling the wrong product in the wrong area and immediately started to watch. The guy who sold it to me, you know, gave me the spreadsheets, everything looked all right. Then I suddenly realized I had to pay taxes and all kinds of other stuff that wasn't in the, anyways. Long story short, next thing I know, oh, and then I doubled down. I got a little bit more money and decided to open up a second oh, location. Oh, good. <laughs> so, yeah. No, good move. Open up a second location and then turn around and close it within three months. Oh, uh, after opening it with a uh, huge debt, uh, wife's like going, we got to get out of at least that one. Hmm. Uh, needless to say, uh, borrowed money from family, borrowed from money, anybody who... You did everything me, right, man. Yeah.
1: Seriously,
7: oh, don't oh, yeah. change oh, your yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. so talking, <laughs> I could
2: write a book on how to do nothing right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, so. Wait, Matt, this ends <laughs> okay,
7: right? This ends all right? Huh? This ends okay? You close the places down, you found a new job, you're paying off the debt? Uh well we filed for bankruptcy. All right, All All right. right. <laughs> that's a great
2: follow up question. Uh, you heard thank about Feline or-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could never eat pizza again either. By the way, oh. that was what it was at Pizzeria. All right, thank you for the call. All right, this is sad, you guys. It's not as uh, happy as we'd hoped. Let's try Merino Valley Line Four. Let's say hello to our friend Amanda. Hey Amanda. Hi.
2: How are you
1: guys? We are good. Thank you. You had what you thought was a great business idea, but it didn't work out the way you hoped.
2: Yes. So um we own a rental uh camping rental company called Happy Camper and what we do is um we'll go to a campsite, set up all the camping equipment, oh. which is tent camping only, mm-hmm. and um have everything ready for the for the campers and nice. then we'll come back and take it down. That's that's awesome. awesome. Good idea. That is awesome. Yeah, but it didn't work out as we planned. Um not enough people like to tent camp anymore. It's more of R V thing, you know. Oh. And then um, we've had some bad customers where mm. they ruined all our camping yeah, equipment. Yeah, I, I can Ugh. see
7: that. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. should open and a then... pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: how um, how long did you keep it going before you uh, before the cruel reality that you had to shut it down? Three years. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Whoa! Yeah. So there must have been a lot of times during that three years that you thought, "Hey, man, we're just we're so close to getting over the the hurdle here. We're going to make it." Yes.
2: Yeah, we thought. We thought we could do it. Enough advertising,
1: and it, it just didn't work
6: out. Oh. It seems like uh-huh. a great
7: idea. That's it does. Yeah. That's sad, a shame. Sad camper yeah. in the end. Thank <laughs> you for the call. We appreciate it. Allie, I
1: know how you feel about hiking. How do you feel about camping?
4: Um, if somebody was setting everything up for me, that would be awesome. But, I mean, there would be, like, a bed in the tent, right? Sure. And <laughs> sure, Wi-Fi yeah. and AC. Wi-Fi, uh-huh. TV, Absolutely. the whole
1: deal. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to Fontana. Adrian's up next. Line three on Rock. Hey, Adrian. Hi. Uh, sorry, try again. Hello. Hello?
6: Yes. Hey, yes. Guys. Adrian, what was yeah. your business? Hey,
4: hey Adrian.
6: <laughs> um, it's a good so start. My
2: business was, I was strolling around Echo Park and started seeing all these hot dog people,
1: so I decided to sell vegan hot dogs. Vegan oh, hot dogs. Oh. Great, great vegan idea. idea.
3: Vegan
7: vegan right area, dogs. yeah. Yeah, perfect location, hot yeah. Right? So, at the location, I had the people like that, especially a Latino guy which I didn't know
4: Mm-hmm. Oh I stand I your think your phone cutting is breaking out. up.
7: The bummer, yeah.
4: Oh, uh, thanks I... for the memories. Oh.
1: File. file. <laughs> I mean, I think file. Uh, <laughs> <the> same <laughs> all right, let's do one more and let's make it James and Pasadena. I think Jensen you're going to be he's online too. Yep. I think you're going to be very very excited when mm-hmm. you hear what James oh. has to say. Great, hi me. No worries. All
9: right. oh, sorry. All right, what's up?
2: Okay, so uh, I think the gentian just doesn't have enough faith in his idea. Oh, I love the idea of the posters in the I shower.
4: The... James, did you yes. hear the idea and you you understood yeah. it?
6: <laughs> Let me just recap. Well, he wants uh, to put posters yeah. in showers,
4: laminated posters yes. in Suction. showers. Well, they're not
6: laminated when they start. But, but you you guys aren't un- aren't understanding the angle. Okay, right? mm-hmm. we could be the first.
2: We could be the first company. That could go to Nickelodeon and a Playboy. Yeah, we could I'm, we could do the SpongeBob side yeah. and the more uh,
7: adult side. James, um, James, so. oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Are, are, are you taking the deal? This is my Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we need to talk about the specifics, but I'm telling you, man, this has wheels. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there are no well, I'm not wheels, wheels and, on the
4: posters, uh, and for this reason, I am out. <laughs> well, listen,
7: listen. When James and I are billionaires, oh my God, and I never come back imagine? into work, <laughs> that'd be awesome. It's shower posters, baby. luck <laughs> like to uh, you both. Other,
2: other, well, and otherwise, we could always open up a vegan hot dog stand. There you yeah, go. We
7: we'll got better
1: phones. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Sally's got what's happening here on a Thursday
4: think any of the Rams are listening and they're like, uh, dude, we made it to the, we Super, were Bowl. the Super Bowl. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, much more do you want us to see? Bean speak? wants yes.
1: them to win. Yes. Well, what I'm okay. saying is mm-hmm. just like the Dodgers making it to the World Series, the next season you go, okay, but now we got it.
7: You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You also jinx the Dodgers all in one
1: shot.
6: So. Yeah, yeah, way to that go. Great. <laughs> nice
1: work, man. God damn it,
4: Bean. Guys, Woody Allen has a defender and frequent collaborator, Scarlett Johansson. The actress canceled. told The Hollywood Reporter in its new cover story that she wouldn't hesitate to work with him again. He, of course, has been accused by a Strange Daughter Dylan Farrow of sexual abuse. She said, I love Woody. I believe him and I would work with him anytime. She's worked with him in the past. He directed her in Match Point, Scoop, and Vicky Cristina Barcelona.
7: Okay. Um, that's FU money more than anything.
4: She was literally just named last week yeah. the highest paid actress. Because
7: she doesn't care now. It, like, she could it stop. It seems
4: like recently she's had just yeah. kind of a whole list of, like, she wakes up and she's like, what can I say that a lot of people will hate me for today?
1: You know what I think is interesting hmm. is um, I'm surprised that she's, she's outspoken about this, partly because she's got that new film coming out with Adam Driver that everybody is talking Oscars about. And I wonder if this will be a very unpopular opinion that she now has in Hollywood that will affect the chances of people voting for her. Hmm. Yeah, I well, she's never won an Oscar, but apparently she is phenomenal in this new Adam Driver marriage movie.
7: I mean, to be making what is it, fifty million or something?
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. she don't care. She doesn't care. She's—I mean, she's like living, living crazy. Or plot twist: she's just trying to get the role—the role of Suni. (laughs)
7: <laughs> she'd she'd do it well, a, as you know. Hmm.
4: That's a strange she said choice. She
1: sh- should be able to play a tree or anything else. Yeah, she she's could taken, play anything. She's taken roles she for
4: Asians in the past. Yep. That was my was a yeah. callback right. to other things that mm-hmm. Scarlett's done that have been right.
1: questionable. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is the only good Woody, you guys.
4: Um hello, Toy Story. Oh, you've never seen him.
1: Oh that's right. He's, he's the never a good worst. Worst. Yeah, and Woody Woodpecker too, he's good. <laughs>
4: Uh-uh. <laughs> was That my that was it. Watching? Spot on. Pretty it good. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh this is um, this is awful news. Just because it brings up Mac Miller's death, but it's good news that prosecutors have arrested a man in connection with the death of rapper Mac Miller, accusing him of selling the musician counterfeit drugs two days before his overdose. His name is Cameron James Pettit, and he was uh, in the Hollywood Hills and arrested. Apparently, he was selling counterfeit oxycodone pills laced with fentanyl. Mm.
1: Fentanyl is so much stronger than that.
4: Absolutely. So, yeah. That
1: sounds like a bad business model. Isn't fentanyl even more expensive than oxycodone? No. Uh,
4: Oh,
7: oxycodone. Uh, No, I I think fentanyl is being used to cut it because it's cheap. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my understanding. Is it cheap? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or at least maybe it's a cheap fentanyl. Like, I, from what I understand, that's that's what all these people are dying from. Yeah. Right? Is that they're they're basically being uh, snuck in fentanyl through these drugs, and it, they take too much. Yeah.
4: Of course, Mac Miller, as we all know, was found dead in his home, and the Los Angeles County Medical Examiner ruled that he died from a fatal overdose of alcohol, cocaine, and fentanyl. So, if oxycodone wasn't really even in
6: or even if there, there was just part of fentanyl yeah
4: and it was just the fentanyl mm-hmm. ugh, that is uh that's a bad bad time for Cameron James Pettit yeah apparently he expressed remorse after Mac Miller's death um by texting a friend saying I'm not great I'm most likely gonna die in jail so he he knew he was wow. gonna get nabbed I guess which is wah-wah. Sorry. Um, this, this seems to happen a lot to Taylor Swift. Houses broken into. Stalkers just cruising right on up to her front door. She but does have a big problem with stalkers. Yeah. A New Jersey man was busted inside Taylor Swift's beachfront home and told cops he had taken off his shoes to be polite. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. He just broke
1: a window to get in, though.
4: Yeah, he jumped the fence outside of her Rhode Island beach house, um and left his shoes outside and the cop said what are you what are you doing where are your shoes and he said well I was always taught that when you go into someone's home you have to take your shoes off I did it because I was polite no one taught him about the window no one nobody (laughs) ever said listen don't break a window and go into a stranger's home uninvited yeah but the shoe thing I remember I got
6: it
1: down wow I think this happens to Taylor a lot because her fans have made her house's locations public yeah and she can only be in one at a time, so people know when she's not there. So unfortunately, it's kind of kind of open season.
7: Which one's she at right now, Bean? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Why Which would one? I know? Is New York.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Weirdo.
6: <laughs> Kevin. Yes.
4: Good news, friends. Nope. Okay, your, good. Your boy Kevin James <laughs> has been tapped as the lead for Netflix' upcoming multi-camera sitcom, The Crew. Is it Heimer? Here's the thing about (laughs) Kevin James and our own Kevin Ryder. What was the movie where he wrote the little...
7: Paul Blart? Paul Blart.
4: Do you know Kevin's feelings about Paul Blart? He loves it. It was very loves funny. It. Yeah, he loves it's it. Physical he loves it's physical comedy. It's very funny. He ran into the glass. He <laughs> couldn't get, Listen to People. the joy.
6: <laughs> People running into things and falling. It just makes and me so funnier. happy.
7: It's funnier because he's kind of fat. He's kind
6: of fat. That's very true.
7: <laughs> well, and he's on a Segway and he just looks so silly. And it's in a mall. <laughs> Let's
4: see if this will have the same effect on Kevin. Kevin James, The Crew. The comedy takes place in a NASCAR garage where James plays the crew chief but when the owner steps down and passes the team off to his daughter kevin james finds he's at odds with all the tech reliant millennials that she starts Mm. bringing in to modernize the team i don't get crazy technology (laughs) comedy
7: he's gonna go what's instagram put a filter on what this car we don't need a filter in the engine
4: (laughs) what do you mean instagram live my takeoff in this car what? He's not the driver. He's the. Crew Do you want team. to make
7: a bet that at some point mm-hmm. he's on the crew and he's put, you know, he's doing all the work, and then the car takes off and he's holding on to it, and being pulled?
4: Oh, Kevin! I mean,
7: that would be very, very him.
4: Yes, Kevin needs yes. it. You need there that.
6: Is. This movie doesn't sound like it's for me. Mm-hmm. There's no way you won't go see it.
4: No, that, no, it's on what? Netflix. He it's even have a, to leave. You don't have to leave your house. It's a multi-camera sitcom. It's a sitcom. Many episodes for you, Kevin. Yeah, I'd have
6: to see a trailer. It doesn't interest me so far.
4: Mm. Kevin James, if there's anyone funnier than Kevin James, I want Nate.
7: <laughs> I mean, Where Jeff, to start Jeff
4: Van Gundy and Kevin Ryder are the <laughs> same person. I How said that dare for years, you? for years.
7: This isn't for me. All right. We'll see. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you're walking I around. I do love, being, though, you know...
4: that you couldn't just say it wasn't for you. You said, you're going to have to see a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, i decide for myself. <laughs> like, You guys, with your peer pressure and whatnot. The description wasn't enough to say no. You're like, I mean, gotta see the, trailer, see the trailer.
7: I have to see if a fat guy falls. If he does, I'm probably gonna <laughs> see it.
4: Oh, good Lord. All right, some birthdays for you. Michael Keaton, Rose McGowan, Brad Wilk, by the way. Prophets of Rage, September 11th and the 12th at the Mayan, you what? guys. And a late addition to the birthday list. Good Lord. Mr. Bob Newhart. Legend. A legend. And can I say, if you have a few minutes today, just Google Bob Newhart book interview nightmare. Where he had to (laughs) step in and do an interview on TV with this, like, retired colonel that had written the book. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Bob Newhart had no time to read the book at all. Sits down to do this interview. It is... One of the funniest things I have ever seen, because I'm just going to say that uh retired colonel, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so funny, you guys. That's a little, I don't know, 50, 60 year old comedy bit that you could watch right there on the YouTubes. And we're that's what's we're a current
7: radio show. Sure.
5: <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show.
7: K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
1: One of the oldest rivalries in sports, the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers kick off season number 100 for the National Football League tonight. And you know, for 97 of those years, our next guest has been giving (laughs) us picks on the air. (laughs) Hit it,
2: Steve. Cause he's R.J. Ball. R.J. Ball.
1: R.J. Bell is the founder of Pregame.com, the exclusive odds provider for the Associated Press. This is actually, I joke, but this is actually season six, R.J., and I just saw your tweet at R.J. in Vegas.
3: Have you had a winning record on our show
1: every year you've been on our show?
3: That is correct, sir. But wow. Okay. I will say this. I'm a little concerned. Oh, all right. You're going to think I'm doing this ironically, that I'm kind of joking. No, no, no. Because let's be honest. Kevin Bean is a staple in Los Angeles. When I'm in town, I'm, I would say, recognized, or at least when people hear my name, it's like, oh, Kevin and Bean, more than any city, any show. So, Mm -hmm. first of all, congrats to you guys for that. But here's what I'm concerned about. Five years ago was year one. We won. Year two, one, (laughs) three, one, four, one, five, one. Now, think about the kid who's now 14. And started listening when he was nine. Right. Uh-huh. He's right. thinking there's nothing but winning in Vegas. Right. <laughs> Vegas is easy. Is yeah. not affecting the children. He's oh, like so what I try about the to kids? lose this year.
4: He's like the kids in Boston. All they know are championships. That's right. You're the city of Boston, RJ. But here's the difference. Did you say you're going um, to try to win this year? No, I'm saying
3: even if I did, I'm not sure I could. But I should see. I? Oh <laughs> my. And and the whole Boston thing's just plain. It's like maybe one tenth is important. Because what's the what's the consequence if you think you're going to win a championship? Disappointment. Right. Well, what happens if you skip college yeah. and move to Vegas? Bankruptcy is, potentially. Yeah. They Look at the kids.
1: That's what RJ is saying. That's All what right. he's always said. I want to start with this first question because I asked the kids this uh, off the air and they didn't <laughs> have an answer. Am I imagining it or is the first game of every NFL season usually the winner of last year's Super Bowl? And if that's true, why is that not the case this year?
3: Okay, so yes, that's historically been the case. And you know something? I hadn't thought of it till this moment. So uh, the only exception to that was the Ravens because of something with I think a baseball. Oh, because the game, Orioles were playing, they yeah. ended up being on the road instead of being at home, which is what the the uh, typical advantage is. My only thought could be, and I can't check in and and uh, email Dave on this if you want, but my thought is, hey, the Patriots seem to win it every year. Maybe it's getting boring. Let's do something different. I don't mm. know. Or
1: it's just a, 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 you know, a tip of the hat to the 100th season. So they went with that big rivalry tonight. Yeah, and,
3: and keep it. Oh, that's an interesting point, right? And remember, the Patriots host the Steelers on Sunday, and it's Sunday night football. So it's certainly getting that premier spot.
1: Okay. All right. Well, listen, before we get into some of the specifics about week one, how about an overview? Because, you know, a lot of people who may be casual football fans maybe don't follow the on's and off's of what's happening during the offseason. season. How do the Chargers and the Rams look this year compared to how they left last season?
3: And all joking aside, this is the the hit I do, the segment – in which we keep at highest level. Does it prevent us winning every year? No, but that's what we try to do. If you're a casual fan, <laughs> He's you answer the goddamn question. Taking some long walks
7: today. <laughs> what, what the fuck?
3: hell, man? <laughs> Listen, we know you guys
7: get new listeners
3: every <laughs> that year. That right? specific okay. question. Oh, oh, all right, all
7: right. Imagine, <laughs> imagine an eight-year-old who's now fifteen.
3: <laughs> all right. So, I, you know, I got distracted. What was the question? No. <laughs> so right now, here's the overview. Right now, amazingly, the Patriots are not the Super Bowl favorite. They're number oh. two. Oh. The Kansas City Chiefs <clears throat> have taken the lead about 7-1. to one. Patriots a little bit more than 7-1, to one, so right in that range. And then the Saints, Eagles, and Rams. Rams are the fifth favorite. And by the way, conveniently, the sixth favorite, the Chargers. So the okay. two L.A. teams, number five, number six hey for the for the seven charger fans out there this is the team that the wise guys have said oh they're better than their record for like the last seven years i've never seen a team that never ends up actually good but the wise guys always tend to like them and once again chargers fall into that category
1: okay um do you have picks for us for this week including tonight's game
3: uh, I'll give you an opinion on tonight's game. And I got okay. three, three separate picks. Okay. So starting with tonight's game, and here's the key. It, there's a new trend in which don't play your quarterback in the preseason. Right. Now, I have a, a, a way I approach NFL. What would Belichick do? Because <laughs> I really believe Belichick is a genius. I mean, the distance from him to the number two coach, in my opinion, gigantic. I am a huge Belichick fan. Obviously, the results are there, too. Now, what did he do Tom Brady's third year? Remember, Brady's first year, he didn't really play. Second year, he won a Super Bowl. So he's off of a big, as good as you can do, as well as you can do, the Super Bowl win. He ended up playing all four preseason games the next year. This was like 2002 or three, And then he had about 50-plus pass attempts. What has Jared Goff done, a guy that hasn't won a Super Bowl, went there last year, made the playoffs a year before? Zero passes last year, zero passes this year in the preseason. So they're resting him. They don't want anyone to get injured. Well, what happened last year, the first game? Was he rusty? You might remember. First half against the Raiders on Monday night, Goff only threw nine passes, which is not a normal amount. And the Rams were... I, uh, we're, we're trailing against the Raiders 13-10. to 10. So I think we can expect a slow first half from the Rams this weekend, and the same thing applies to the Packers and the Bears. Trubisky, zero passes. Aaron Rodgers, zero. We have the history of the Rams, seeing what happens when that's the case. I like under in this game. So you can bet over, under. I like under 46. I think both quarterbacks are rusty tonight because they did not play in the preseason.
1: Okay. Wow. That is uh, that's interesting to think to think that keeping them out of the preseason will make that much of a difference in when it counts. I mean, that's the whole point of the preseason. Exactly. Ready.
3: So if, if if not doing anything, not playing at all was meaningless, there'd be no point to the preseason. Right. All right. Well, listen, we're going to have more time next week. We have uh, Steve Aoki
1: getting ready to join us in studio here in a minute, RJ. So we're going to have to cut it. But oh, I no want to. Make...
3: I, I can read the three picks if you want. Okay. Go. Sure. Right. Right. Ravens minus six and a half. Bills plus three. Texans plus seven. You said Bills, the Bills. <laughs> okay. Like, from Buffalo. <laughs> The Buffalo that, that Bills with the,
4: with the dildos on the field?
3: With, with, with Vincent Gallo leading the way.
1: <laughs> R.J. Bell's Dream Preview podcast is available on iTunes, by the way, with both college football and NFL episodes every week. And don't forget, R.J. is doing Straight Out of Vegas, which was the first national sports betting show. You got a little competition since last season on the radio. Not really. Your, <laughs> yours is the only show that counts weekdays 3-4 to four, on Fox Sports Radio on Twitter at rjinvegaspregame.com. R.J., welcome back, sir. We'll do it again next Wait,
3: thank you. RJ Bell. Bell.
2: Bell! Yes, he's RJ Bell! RJ Bell!
5: It's the
6: Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Steve Aoki is here, people. Come on.
1: Come on! Hey, Steve, welcome hey. back to K Rock. Yeah, what's up? What's How you up? been? Good, good. Uh, I'm so glad to see you. Of course, uh, electronic musician, record producer, DJ, music executive, best-selling author, cake thrower. The man has done it all. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit nervous because the last time we had you in, Steve, was for the documentary, which wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And now you've written your autobiography. Where are you going? <laughs> because I, You're is, in a rush. Yeah. I feel like you're saying goodbye. <laughs> the, this is end-of-career stuff. Why no, no, at 42
9: no. are you doing all this stuff? No, no, I mean, well, the doc once the doc came out, obviously we... We dove a bit deeper into my personal life, mm-hmm. and um, and that that was an exciting chapter to to kind of showcase to all my fans and you know whoever's interested even uh, looking into my life. And the book just goes even deeper, you yeah. know. Um, and I was able to really go into some of these stories myself and um, pull out some of that uh, the juice that you know I I couldn't really do in the doc,
6: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fascinating to read. And fascinating is maybe the wrong word, but to read the history with your dad and with your mom, yeah, and how at one point they all met, which, yeah, had to, no. which had to be maybe the most
1: awkward thing ever. You had several several families you didn't know about right up right up front.
9: Yeah, I mean, like I was so young; it, I, it's all stories at this point. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I don't look at it like this. This like a. Uh, horrific scenario. It's more now I have an extended family that I love. So I'm That's a very great way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I love my siblings. Like all, all my one half of them siblings. you have to not like though. One of them. <laughs> Which one? Which
7: one? <laughs> we want names. I think it's interesting too because you kind of always before at least the documentary and now obviously with the book you you knew Steve was raised by the guy who created Benny Hanna. You're sort of like, yeah. that dude had it easy. Nothing's hard for that. And then you kind of read these things and it, it maybe was maybe you had the privilege of having some dough at times. Yeah. But like everyone has their struggles yeah. and you had some really rough stuff.
9: I have to say this, like if like, I think the general theory is if if someone's always falling and they're someone's always picking that person up, mm-hmm. and that like eventually that person will not understand how to pick himself up, sure. pick herself up. It's like it's just a, to learn on their own. It's a, you mean. it's a basic theory I think it happens to a lot of people where if you have position to help people, you're like okay I'm going to help you, mm-hmm. you know. But sometimes helping you in that way. Does actually disables you, you know? Right. Long term damage, sure. Right. So I don't think my dad was looking at like I, I think he was looking at it like that, but he's just like he's grown from a, like a different cloth of, uh, uh you know, how he was raised in Japan in,
1: you know, in what you know his era of time, you know, in the 50s. Well, if- you definitely made it on your own. There's no question yeah. about that. And one of the things that I was so impressed about, and it's funny, this has been a theme on this show the last few days, because we had Bobby Hundreds in here the other day, who had a lot of failed business attempts before he succeeded, and you made so many mistakes. Yeah. Almost every step along the way, you did things in a way that you would ensure you would lose money.
9: I, I think in the end, what, like what I really wanted to show in this book, too, is that... My life is between seventy to eighty, maybe even ninety percent failure. You know, like the you don't
6: think of anyone like that.
9: (laughs) I don't think you. I don't. I I mean, i i I think I go into things knowing that there's a huge possibility that it won't happen, and I'm okay with that. And I have to do that, you know, ten more times, and maybe one one of these will happen. And still, to this day, how do you not get down? Because that when that one happens, it's a, it's a glorious moment. It's a really big deal. Because
1: when that yeah. one happens, you're in the studio with Celine Dion, Kevin. That's how. <laughs> that's
9: what keeps him going <laughs> no, for real. Like it's like those scenarios. you're Like okay, we made it here. You know, like I mean, even now, like you know, I'm, you know me, I collaborate with everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm. You should see the list of who I go after. It's yeah. It's, it's I wanted to bring enormous. that up.
6: Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. is Why not, is he
1: tops on your list?
9: It's an odd choice to go after. Well, see exactly. That's like. The the chance of me working with Elon is very uh it's it's probably like you know, not are going not gonna happen, what but I'm gonna, still would it gonna be? try. What wait? What do I want him what to? What would it be? What would? It, who knows? Who cares? Okay. Well, like, let's get He's in the just studio. an interesting person, and we'll figure it out. It's more like, yeah, let's get in the studio and let's just mash our heads up if that's a, a thing that we can
1: do. Are and... you trying to get a deal on a Tesla? Ultimately, is that what this is about? Uh, I already got my
6: Tesla.
7: <laughs> okay, all right. This is about that weird LA tunnel he built underground. <laughs> Steve yeah. wants to get the gigs
1: quicker. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Steve Aoki, by the way. The name of the book is Blue: The Color of Noise, and it is explained very early on why blue is Steve's favorite color and it is a theme that runs throughout the book, which is fascinating. It's available everywhere now. When anyone sits down to write an autobiography, Steve, they have to make a decision. How honest am I going to be? How deep am I going to go? Were there any things that you struggled with that ended up in the book that were hard for you? Um, you know, like,
9: I guess it's one of those... I, I, the way I look at this book, too, sometimes is, is the way I'm talking to my therapist. Mm-hmm. Because, like... A lot of it's the process. Like, why did I get here? Like, what are the questions that I have now? Um, I'm 41. I don't have, you know, I'm not married. I don't have uh, a kid, you know, like those are the questions that people ask themselves when they're, you know, when you're in your 30s and 40s. Are you going to have that? Like, so I do kind of ponder in that world. Um, because my life is you know as it is, it's full steam ahead. Do two, I do two hundred fifty shows a year, every single year, which is crazy. Yeah, and um, and you know, I I had
1: some control over that. (laughs) You could you could do fewer.
9: (laughs) It is sustainable. I'm telling you, it sounds like it's not sustainable, but um, you know, and it's like the balance. Like, can I find the balance of, of uh, you know, following this evolutionary urge to you know plant to seed. You know and have have like the family Um, are you looking for a family do you uh, wish you had that i I think you know you think about that i think it's like it's like it's you know society pressures you grow up in in that world you think about those things you can't help it you know um at at some point i will you know it's gonna happen you know i'm pretty sure it's gonna have to happen on a
6: plane but you will
4: (laughs) i feel like i i enjoy self-sabotaging myself do you think maybe a part of you is afraid? Okay, of why don't you lie commitment? down for
7: this part? We charge about two fifty an afraid
4: hour. Afraid of of the the family, the marriage, all of that. So you're keeping yourself so busy that that can be your excuse for now that you don't have time.
9: Yeah, I I don't know about that one because I I don't the idea of self sabotage. It's it's interesting that you say you enjoy it
4: I don't enjoy it that was oh, a no yeah. I don't <laughs> like, at, at all yeah. no
9: because um, I don't I, I don't consider myself a masochist I don't want to mm-hmm. like hurt myself actually I want to the idea is to live indefinitely. Mm-hmm. You know, you're to you. Live forever, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you to live as long Being, as we possibly can. Honestly,
6: you're not going to live
9: for I'm gonna another live five hundred.
1: I'm telling you, I'm going to be living a hundred. <laughs> and, and I totally get where you're coming from, Steve. Not only is the world a wonderful, beautiful place, and I can't wait to see what happens next, but a guy like you, who is so in love with music and with creating music, you don't want to you don't want to die and not get to work with everybody you want to work with and not make every beat in your head come to fruition. I totally get that. You got a lot of music to bring us, my friend. And you know what? Like as
9: I get older, I'm realizing that what inspires me, obviously, is is I mean, music is you know, obviously, that's my soul. That's like how I move through the world. It's my natural way to express myself. But you know, I love getting into rooms with scientists and researchers and finding out about breakthroughs and and uh, and longevity and and uh, you know, all these interesting things that are happening around the world. Now I have a platform to actually. Be able to have these conversations and be able to be in these rooms and find out some of the that juicy details of, of you know, like just tech
1: stuff and what whatnot is going You're on. You're one minute away from turning into Tom DeLonge with his aliens. You know that. <laughs> oh, I
4: love it. <laughs> I I just know. real quick, bring up the Backstreet Boys because I did that story a couple weeks ago when it was announced, and I was like, that is not a collaboration I saw happening. I could not love that more.
9: And uh, I can't wait for you guys to not only hear it, but see the music video that we made. Amazing. What is that, it's, tomorrow? The song's dropping tomorrow. Is a music video dropping tomorrow as well?
4: On the 9th.
9: On the 9th, sorry. Okay. Video on Monday. Okay. So so the video, you have to see the video. It's... You
4: said it'll, it'll, it'll make bring your hair stand it. will bring you to tears.
9: It'll bring you to, tears. it'll bring you to tears. It's, Fantastic. It's a that. very emotional song. It's a very emotional song. It's like... um, you know, That's why I love doing collaborations like this where, you know... You, you, like, you know, I love doing the bangers for the, the shows, like the, the, the festival crowds where everyone's going crazy. But then when you can work with an artist that can convey and push out feelings that make you, you know, just happy to be alive and happy, you know, to feel love and all those great things in life. This is a, this is like you know what That's this what song is all for. about oh, you know so yeah you want it I that cannot way. Cannot wait for people to file. Oh, oh, uh, all
1: right, well Steve, we know you have another appointment you have God to get it. to. The book is really really good, you guys. Uh, and if Kevin read some of how it, that tells you dare that it. tells you how good it is. It's called Blue, the color of noise. Steve Oak has a fascinating uh, backstory and a fascinating career and a lot of a uh, lot of deep thoughts too. It's a really really good book. Please check it out it just came out this past tuesday it's available wherever you get yours steve thanks for squeezing us in buddy great to see Thank you, again. you thanks guys
5: it's the kevin and bean show k-rock
1: I feel like we've been sleeping on the
6: job we've talked to dr drew many different times but he's never brought up opioids and that's a weird <laughs> thing
1: <laughs> well that's on him as far as i'm concerned so that's just a physician who's shirking his duty right hey dr drew pinski how are you sir Hey, never brought up opiates. Okay, well, let's talk about
4: it. <laughs> hey, happy belated first. Yes, well. happy, happy belated.
1: Birthday. How was your birthday?
8: It was nice, and uh, thank you, Bean, for posting a picture of me. <laughs>
6: oh, same it quote. was a picture
1: of Mike Pence, but okay. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Sabo. <laughs> hey, I, I mentioned a few minutes ago when we were talking about you coming on that you had a lot of very concerned people on social media after one of your weekend television appearances that you had worked out so much that your neck was going to explode. Are you okay? Was <laughs> oh there a problem? God. Yes,
8: I'm okay. What thank happened? You too.
6: What, what so, happened? He's just too right. buff.
8: So right, so so because I've leaned out, being on my no carbs, no grain, no sugar diet, some of the superficial veins come to the surface, and I've got an anatomical anomaly on the right side of my ex in my neck and my external jugular. Sure. And people mistook it for my internal jugular. It's just a small vein, but because I lift weights and I do a lot of pressing, that thing has become rather big. And on that particular evening, when I turned my head and yelled at Greg Gutfeld. It would, in, it would sort of enlarge, and people thought my head was going to explode. Whoa.
4: <laughs> so that, not only that, did you want to hear. viewers write in, they tweeted you, but I think, it, wasn't it your wife was also like, uh, Drew, what's up with your neck?
8: Oh, absolutely. She's like, should you give that check? I've had it for 15 years. And, and then she tried to respond as me, and I'm like, no, no, let me, let me do that. Let me, let, me, let me do what really is it. But how bizarre is it that we live in a world where the participants in social media today feel such privilege and control that they feel like they want to intrude into your very body function. You know
6: it's what, though, That's we're the crazy. opposite wait, way wait a to look minute. at it. I would say,
7: hey, people care about you enough that they would point
8: the- look. You should look at the tweets. <laughs> they were ah, not tweets are like different. They were, they were righteous indignation. Yeah.
7: Not to play devil's advocate, but I have said this before on air. I know people who are on television who got emails about lymph nodes that look swollen, mm-hmm. and they went in and got them checked, and thank God they did.
4: I have absolutely emailed people that I'm like, hey, that mole, get that checked out. <laughs>
8: Were they physicians? (laughs) <laughs>
7: just okay, that's a
8: good, that's that's
4: a a good, good point. point. Good uh,
8: point, well, the point. The point to me is that everyone, everyone thinks they know how to practice medicine, and that
1: is disturbing. Practicing from... medicine is easy, Doctor. Right? Come on. Yeah. All we, right. We took out
7: a kidney earlier. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh,
1: let's talk about opioids, and I know that we have we joke, but we have talked about it a lot. But the reason we brought it up this time is a story I'm sure you covered on your KABC show, which is the case in Oklahoma where a judge held Johnson and Johnson, the company responsible for making opioids, in that state, a five hundred 27 million dollar penalty was imposed on them for their part in the opioid crisis and i guess what we were wondering is is this the right way to go is the company that makes the pills responsible for people who misuse the pills and is isn't this just like trying to blame people who make guns for people who then buy guns and shoot people which i'm against C-
8: correct, and this is the debate that goes on. They, they were fined under a tort category of public nuisance, believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, not uh, sort of uh, some sort of um, sinister per se in uh, sort of uh, category. And it's probably going to get appealed. But there are drug companies, for sure, that were duplicitous in all of this, and they should be held responsible. Why were People they? Are- How- how? What, how? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the one that really got me okay. was the makers of OxyContin. Who? Who? I'm. I'm going to tell you. The pain management world thought that company was literally the sort of the promised land. They, they, there was a theological energy, a theological enthusiasm around prescribing pain medicines in my profession. It was. It was totally nuts. Right. I was. As I've said, I've been fighting back on it for years. But they saw that drug company as their handmaiden in this in this great crusade. They never once that company never did anything other than what my profession asked for until until it became clear that there was a problem, and they seemed to double down on their marketing efforts then. And for that is unconscionable. You uh, so that they weren't specific of, enough
1: about so- the side effects? Is that what you mean, doctor? What's that? When you say they doubled down on their marketing efforts, meaning they didn't spend enough time talking about how addictive it was?
8: They went. They put in more effort into getting doctors to prescribe when they should be going the other direction, and they had various means of doing so. And so, to me, that is a that is a a it shows a con- a sinister consciousness or a lack of regard for the well-being of the patients and to me the where where companies did that they should be taken to the mat uh but the the crazy part is you guys bring up it it was it was my profession that perpetrated this as we have always done in every opioid epidemic the the first one as i've explained before was just after the civil war and literally thousands of doctors were eventually jailed because of that one and we got around the 1990s and then we started finding and jailing doctors for inadequate treatment of pain and it
1: came
6: are you are
1: I, you seeing a, i'm sorry kevin
6: go i ahead. saw a story about the doctor in florida that was prescribing a 1000 oxycontin pills a day or something like that the, those guys were the, listen if you if
8: you take the position as a professional discipline that pain is what the patient says it is and pain control is what the patient says it is. It's a very small step to what, sir, would you like to control your pain? What combination Mm -hmm. of pills do you say you need to be in control of your pain? Because what you say goes. And then there's another small step from there to, you don't really need a doctor, just a menu. And you come in and you tell me what you need and this doctor will prescribe it for you because it's what you say it is. Whatever you say it is, is what it is, and
7: and and I I see that a lot with these like pain management places that aren't yes, even that's necessi- what that was, yeah, not that's, even necessarily that, that's doctors. All been curtailed.
8: Yeah, that's been massively curtailed. Good. Okay,
1: um, are there a lot of doctors being arrested, charged, in jail right now in this that, country? That,
8: I actually went to Washington and uh, was in a meeting with Jeff Sessions, and he said, he goes, "We're going after these people," and he goes, "And I'll tell you something, we're going to make a difference. We're going to turn this thing around." It was inspired. I was inspired when he said that, and I'll be damned if six months later things hadn't turned around. He went after a lot of people hard. And oh, now they're going news. after the drug companies. They're also All going
6: right. after the manufacturers and the, the the people who deliver it as well.
8: Yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone is duplicitous, it's ob- particularly after it became so obvious what's going on. Now, we've actually gone too far, as we always do, where people who have legitimate pain control needs are having difficulty getting their pain meds. My-, my position on that is, okay, it's a little more cumbersome. They'll get it. Don't worry. Please don't panic. You'll get your pain meds if you really need it. We just have more documentation and more trips to the pharmacy. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it's because of this horrible epidemic. And, by the way, the final chapter of the epidemic is what you see on the streets. Yeah. That when yeah. you cut opiate oral opiate addicts off from their pills, they go to heroin. And heroin takes you to the street. You are a homeless person in very short order once you start heroin, and that's the final chapter now that's on our streets.
7: Well, then I'm typhus, ask, then typhus, and typhus. Right. Yeah. I'm going to ask
8: which comes after which that, which is yeah. the
1: final. Word. Yeah, that's one w-
4: final. How do look. you ever talk about any of these things? <laughs> he doesn't
1: because he's too busy talking about how Buffy is. All right, listen. My final question, Doctor. I just read an article this morning about the opioid crisis has now hit Australia. They have twice as many deaths now as they did ten years ago, and the number that was given in that article. Referenced four hundred thousand deaths in the United States since this current opioid crisis. does that right. number sound even possible to you?
8: Oh, it sounds it sounds right to me, oh my right God. To me. And, and there's and because they're doing nothing about the mental ho- health component no no active campaign for the mental health component of our homeless crisis. All these people are going to die, too. The current campaign is give them a place to live. They'll be fine. Just let them keep doing their drugs. If you, a drug addict, either goes to an institution, a jail, or dies, you take away institution and jail, you take away all the drug laws, you are committing homicide. And so these people are all going to die, too, if something very aggressive isn't done.
1: I want you guys to think about that number four hundred yeah, thousand Americans crazy, dead every year. Right? It's a yeah, and you know what the horrible thing is?
8: Everyone gets on with their drug addicts. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Addiction strikes the young, the yeah. best, the brightest. Amen. It does not, They make them do horrible things once they're in it. These are wonderful individuals that yeah. are stricken by a horrible illness. This
7: could start. Also, this could start with back pain. Like this it doesn't it just keeps snowballing. Oh yeah, you can take it like the doctor prescribed. Yeah. I have patients
8: who are in recovery doing well call me and say they have back pain I say to them please whatever you do do not tell a physician you have back pain. Mike Mike Star was dead 2 weeks later. I begged him not to tell a doctor.
1: Dr. Drew is on Midday's Live, uh, ten, excuse me, noon to 3 on 790K ABC. He has a bunch of great podcasts, by the way. You can catch up on it at drdrew.com. And don't forget, you can get a physician who won't bring you OxyContin in the comfort mm. of your own home with the Heal app or the App Store or Google Play is where you want to download that. Dr. Drew, happy belated birthday again. Thank you so much for jumping on. We really appreciated the talk. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the it. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock. And we have time for one more look at what's happening here. Here's Allie.
4: Remember when we first heard that different artists were not allowing cell phones at their gigs, and we were like, "Wait, how's that going to work? How mm-hmm. are you doing it?" Um, essentially, they want you to go to their show. They want you to be in the moment. They want you to enjoy and be present. They don't want to look out and see a bunch of cameras up filming them. Right. Just enjoy it. And so, this is where the
1: uh, the yonder bag. Came yeah, from, they've right? got the
4: yonder pouch, so you stick it in the pouch. You don't have the phone the whole time. You can go to the designated area if you, there's an emergency. You need to check your phone, whatever. Otherwise, you pick up your phone at the end of the show.
2: I have nothing without my following. Uh,
4: well, there is one woman Um. Not, not a fan of this at all. She recently went to a show, and she had a lot of things to say about it. And I just want to thank listener Ann Hansen who tagged me on this post because... <laughs> This is a two-parter. Uh, the first we'll just hear from this fan who is not a fan, Jack White. Okay, so we are at
0: a stupid Jack White concert because Kyle wanted to go and I am shook to my core. It's a no phone concert, so you have to put your phone in these little baggies to lock them up. I'm in a designated phone area right now, which is the only reason I can be on my phone, which is like far away. And the worst part is, you have to walk through the gross designated smoking area to get to the designated phone area. It's ridiculous. You, Jack White. Not a fan, right? I
4: mean, don't go. Uh, So I was just laughing at this video, and then I I realized uh, she had tagged me on the post on official Jack White Live, and he captioned it F you, Jack White. (laughs) He posted this video. It brought me so much joy to see that he saw that and was like, okay, that's great. (laughs) Let me repost this with the words F.U. Jack White. (gasps) You guys, that's just good stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's just good stuff. And she's she's a moron.
4: Well, and a few of the comments were very funny. Like, if you stopped that woman from being in the concert... Thank you. You, <laughs> right. did, you did everyone that was there a, a huge service. No, she didn't even want to be there. No. It's what's her boyfriend that invited her. She didn't want to go. So dumb. <laughs> <sighs> you guys, this uh, I mentioned this earlier, and I'm going to tell you, I haven't stopped thinking about it. If you couldn't score tickets to Elton John's farewell tour, <laughs> suckers, right? Kevin, you went. I did. I went. One of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. He played for like 12 hours. It was amazing. It was unbelievable. He played for like four, but still, it was (laughs) awesome. You do have another chance to hear his songs live in concert. You know how they they sometimes do shows um, at the Hollywood Bowl or they do it at uh, the Greek where they show a movie at the same time as an orchestra on the stage. Yep. One of the best ones is uh, the Halloween show. With our Before Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas. Danny with Danny Elfman. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> so they show it while it's happening. It's amazing. People sing along. It's a good time. Well, they are doing that with Rocket Man, which, let's be honest, did I see it... Four times in the theater, yes. Four times? Have I also watched it as well since it just came out last week? Yes, I have as well. I wow. love that movie. I love Taron Edgerton. I loved everything about it. So the fact that they are going to do this on the screen at the Greek Theater. I'm from- screaming. One night only, October 17th, with live musical accompaniment by the Hollywood Symphony Orchestra. Each song being played live to picture in sync with the film. With the soundtrack. And Sink is no, gonna perform? No, Isn't just, that crazy? At the same time with the film. Uh Tiny Dancer, Honky Cat, your song. <laughs> Guess what else, you guys? Elton John and Taryn Edgerton are gonna be there and they're gonna sing some songs too. Yeah! Oh,
2: you guys honestly.
5: I have broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And we beat and I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Elton has an organ. Okay.
2: All sir, right. sir, you're ruining the whole story.
4: Rocket Man live in concert on sale tomorrow. It's happening at the L.A. Greek Theater for one night only, October 17th. <gasps> is it Heimer? It is not Heimer. It's Elton yeah, John. this is David
2: Hasselhoff. Hi. Listen, um, I wanted to figure out how yeah. to get tickets if I
4: get down there. Oh, well, tickets go on sale tomorrow. So just go to the website for yeah, the but where do I, Where,
2: where mm-hmm. can I get them? I mean, they're like, <laughs> where is is there?
4: Well, it's AXS.com. Yeah, can I come to your radio
2: station tonight and pick up something, or can I just no. go down there? Cause... No, just go tickets down there, yeah. are on
4: sale tomorrow, so we don't have tickets. I'm going to be online tomorrow trying to get it. Yeah, out.
2: and where, um, do you think there's rooms at the Marriott available? Do you know?
4: Um, I don't know, because <laughs> I'm not in charge of hotels, but uh, possibly. I don't know if something Major works. fan of K-Rock. Okay, thank love you. you know, i yeah. introduce
5: the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, they
2: not Again, playing
4: it's, it's Rocket Man. It's the movie happening at the same time with an orchestra. Elton John and Taryn Edgerton.
2: How far is, is is the the the, uh, the festival from uh, the Marion, Palm Desert, do you
4: know? Well, probably like two and a half hours, three hours. I don't know, depending on traffic. I'm not sure. God damn, he's got a lot of questions, sure that does. guy.
1: For a guy who's probably not going. <laughs> Hey, yes. Ali. Can I? Uh, do you mind if I interrupt with some breaking news? And, and when do get the, the,
2: the stuff really get going in the <laughs> afternoon?
4: I think doors are at six thirty. The shows mm-hmm. at eight. What?
6: Wow. Got so many questions. <sighs> yes, Bean, You want to break in with something? And now
3: breaking news boom.
1: You've been following you this know, story I'm all day. Just, you know the Hoff loves, loves to rock. To rock, right? You've been uh, bringing us this story all day long with the uh, with the the questions surrounding the Kevin Hart auto yeah. today. And TMZ had, has just posted this. Kevin Hart was definitely oh. a passenger oh. in the car crash that oh. landed him in the hospital. We know that because our law enforcement sources tell us the physical evidence proves his friend was behind the wheel. Jared Black was indisputably driving early Sunday morning. We are told he was trapped in the driver's seat in such a way that firefighters had to literally cut the wreckage around him to eradicate him from the vehicle and that he had injuries consistent with the steering wheel impact. We were suggesting maybe well, why that did, wasn't the case. Why did Kevin Hart
6: leave? That's mm-hmm. a great question. That, and that led us to think, and well, maybe. And TMZ
4: is the one that posted that the witness said that he yeah. saw the guy pull him out of the driver's side.
1: right. This is a conflicting story to previous reports. Absolutely, mm-hmm. so you know we still can, more questions. Still don't know. Still don't know what happened. It's weird that he didn't leave if he was in such bad shape and go immediately to the hospital. Instead, go home and then have somebody call an hour and a half later for an ambulance. A lot of things still don't add up. But this is the latest with what TMZ is saying, and they generally are pretty dialed into stuff like it's this. I'm right.
4: with. That guy. Good Lord. Uh, by the way, you guys, just a little Ryan Murphy news. Yes. Uh-huh. American Horror Story comes out um, September 18th. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. creepy? Yeah. 1984. It is based on 1980s horror movies. It looks Fantastic, but that's just one thing that Ryan Murphy's up to. He has revealed his next slate of originals for Netflix. He's creating a ten-episode A Chorus Line miniseries, a limited drama about the iconic designer Halston with Ewan McGregor already attached to star, and just a ten-part documentary about the artist Andy Warhol. Is it Heimer? I mean, he. If honestly, if, if Ryan Murphy heard about a guy named Heimer, he would write a movie about <laughs> I mean, it. It would be good. Heimer. It would be amazing, and we would all love it. God, he's so good at everything, you guys. He sure is. Unbelievable. And did you hear about this uh, Handmaid's Tale news, Bean?
1: Is this about the new book?
4: Uh, it's about a movie. Margaret oh. Atwood's follow-up to The Handmaid's Tale, dubbed The Testament. The Is headed to the big screen. What? Yes. MGM and Hulu announced how the sequel will become an important extension of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I'm here for it. The Handmaid's
7: Universe? It's going to
4: be out. uh, uh, The Testaments. Here's the thing. I don't understand this.
1: The book's not even out yet.
4: Yeah, Testaments will land (laughs) September 10th and takes place 15 years after the ending of the original Handmaid's Tale. Okay. September 10th of what year?
1: This year. It's coming out this month. uh, In a week. It's coming out in a week.
4: But the book isn't even out?
1: Yeah, the book is coming out in a week.
4: Oh, I was going to say, how are they getting the movie done before that
1: been- Yeah, no, no. The movie <laughs> the movie news is new, so they're going to make a movie based on the book rather than making another Hulu series is what it sounds like I hear you saying.
4: Remember when I said, have you heard about this story? I'm mm-hmm. glad you had.
1: Yeah,
4: uh, but... But I'm still confused whether Spider-Man fits mm-hmm.
1: into the Handmaid's universe now. Is he still allowed to well, be and in And who Gilead, survived from Thor's
7: big thing?
4: Yeah. That's a
1: great
6: question, too.
4: I don't know if they're allowed to use Spider-Man in okay. this universe. And who is
6: driving? Uh, and who
1: was driving?
6: Uh, Jared we will Black. tune
4: in. <laughs> Is it what? Heimer? It might have been Heimer. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Some birthdays for you guys. Brad Will, drummer for Rage Against the Machine, audio slave, currently Prophets of Rage, who will be performing September 11th and 12th at the Mayan. Uh-huh. Michael Keaton, Rose McGowan, and again, if you have a chance, just Google Book interview nightmare with <laughs> birthday boy Bob Newhart. It is one of the funniest things you will ever watch. Happy birthday, Bob Newhart! And that's what's happening.
6: Thanks, Sally A five PM commercial free hour with Striker and Klein is happening thanks to a random act of helpfulness from <gasps> SoCal helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning. An all new Kevin and Bean show. Uh, things you saw in your next door app. Oh jeez. Uh, keep it one hundred because it's Friday. We've got tool tickets and comedian uh, Anthony Jeselnik will join us in studio as well tomorrow morning.
5: It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
8: I want to set a couple things straight, Mike. Go ahead, people, Dr. Drew, go ahead. People keep pinning on me this notion that I'm against legalization of pot. I am not. <laughs> people that keep pinning that on me need to kiss my f-ing ass.
0: Oh! Thank you. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.